Hello and welcome, folks, to a very special edition of RSF Radio, the penultimate edition, in fact, before Capcom Cup. Uh, and I wanted to get on the show someone, the, the one person in my mind who it had to be, the guy who knows all the information. He's got it all. Up the, I'm not convinced he's a computer. I'm not convinced he's a computer. Ace King Offsuit, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. I don't know if I'm a computer. I th- I think you I, might be. You might be a creation of. You might be a. Bo- I don't know how. Because how would a human get all that information? How would someone get all the scheduling information and make it easily available for everybody? How is that possible? Is because no one else is doing it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wish it was like some sort of big, prolific, you know, magnanimous answer. Like, oh, when I was 13, my my sister got run over and nearly died because she didn't know what time the event was supposed to start. No, it's just other people weren't doing it. Like, <laughs> you, you, wait, wait, wait. did you just construct a superhero story for you? you you've already mapped it out. We know it's like you're... <laughs> That's just one of many possibilities. There was you a, know, there there was there a tragic be. traffic accident, which happened never again. And now you she, have She didn't die. She didn't die in oh, this story. That's okay. important because then it's a tragedy. If, if as long as she's okay, it's not she an nearly died. situation. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I just confined to like a wheelchair, perhaps. No, not even that. No? Like okay, I just right. pulled her out. <laughs> like she got, she got hit in the toe. It was a so horrific t- toe injury, and never again has any bracket <laughs> run late. Uh, man, speaking of, traffic, speaking of traffic accidents, by the way, I'm going to do an aside here because I saw something on the way home from work yesterday that blew my fucking mind. So I was driving, and on the side of the road, a car was 100% on fire. <laughs> Like the whole one hundred percent on fire, front to back, big flames going up, a hundred percent on fire. I round the bend, and just out of view, there is a cop like pulled up behind someone, pulling him over for a traffic stop. And I'm like, hey, uh, mm, you know what? Never mind. Don't worry about the full on car that's fully on fire. It's get, get your ticket. That's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about. You got to keep those funds coming. It was a hundred percent on fire, and it had that bad plastic smell, burning plastic smell. When I drove, it was very bad. I would imagine so if it's a hundred percent on fire. A hundred. That, that's almost as scary. Well, I don't know if it was scary, but I came home uh, either last week or the week before, and there was a fire truck outside my apartment building Not next to good. an ambulance. Next to a police car. So I'm walking up to the front door. And as I'm walking up, the policeman is coming out and he's got this huge ass knife in his hand that he's just carrying along with some random shoe. And I say, you know, is it is it good to go in? Like, yeah, you're fine. Somehow so, she was more alarming in that com- in that in that interaction. I was almost not very alarmed until you said other hand shoe well because you know you can imagine a cop carrying a knife for a bunch of different reasons but if the shoe if he's carrying the shoe and the knife at the same time there has to be some value to the shoe something went and i don't know 
<laughs> something went down, but it's fine. It's cool. Yeah, he's equipped you know? like a Tekken character or something. He's, he's oh, holding God. it in his hands. Whatever they got holding in his hands. It, uh, it, items are on. Yeah, items all the way on. One's, yeah, it's going to be like uh, one stock smashing the prior king lap. First <laughs> to one. Yeah, items on. You throw the shoe. It's <laughs> a bad situation. You got to uh, hit. Or actually, do, do they have shoes in Smash? I have not played the new Smash. Is there a Smash item that's a shoe? I don't, I would assume so. I don't even have a Switch. Oh, man. The Switch is good. It's good. It is the, the boyhood dream of if I could play video games while I poop. Uh, but these are full-on video games. But, full but here's the thing. Here's the thing. You have so many mid poop options. That's true. Nowadays. That's true. You I'm not even reaching for the for the shampoo ball anymore. I'm not even doing you, that. You you got a phone? You you've got you've got a mid poop gaming behemoth. Yeah, that's true. I have distractions. Don't need to be stuck there. <laughs> <laughs> so if this anyone can, been, and, yeah, people back in in my day, we all we had was the shampoo bottle. I'm gonna start a, um, an Instagram account that's just sh- the backs of shampoo bottles for people to read while they go to the bathroom. Oh God, that's my 2019 moneymaker social media platform is shampoo you, backs of shampoo bottles. You know what's scary is that that's somebody's thing. I, all right, I so guarantee I, you, that I, is somebody's I, thing. That's a hundred percent. Like you will, 100%. You, you'll get like ninety-five ironic followers, <laughs> and then two or three who are like, "This oh, fills a void." Yeah, that is shampoo. <laughs> I need that L'Oreal for kids. Uh, oh god! Yeah, that, no, that took, no, a dark, no. <laughs> took a dark turn yeah. right there. So so, how about that Street Fighter, huh? How's that Street oh, Fighting? Going? I have to, so I do have to ask you of because this is actually something. It's a little late into the the recording. Don't typically do this this late, but we filled it with some some garbage. That's fine. Uh, I have to ask, what do you got going on? Pitch what you have. What's up? Oh man. Um. Well, I just finished up uh, my writing for the Tekken World Tour website this season, TekkenWorldTour.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, as that season just concluded about a week and a half ago. Yeah, which was uh, a great finals, by the way. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely insane. Very exciting. Um, Good production. Yeah, they, they knocked it out of the park this year. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I literally, just a few minutes before I was here, I was doing an episode of best of five which is the uh weekly talk show slash podcast that i do with efren and velociraptor and donka um on twitch.tv slash best of the show which people should listen to you can't even see the thumbs up i did that's true they're assumed (laughs) there's you've made your pitch you've made you've made people very happy uh, however, I will double down on that and say that it is a good show, worthwhile uh, a watch. If you care about the FGC and you like an audio format of receiving information, or if you want an interactive form of inf- information, because they typically stream it, uh, that's like the main platform that they're they're working with. Yeah. Uh, go there, listen, join in the chat. It's a good situation. Uh, highly recommend listening to that show because you guys are you're informative on a whole bunch of stuff. And I don't want to double down on because I know you just got done talking about a lot of stuff uh, concerning the Capcom Pro Tour and all that stuff. 
And we might touch upon that in in this show just a little bit. Maybe get your your own specific take on that if there's anything you want to share. But you cover basically all that stuff on your show. We we try. It's one of those. It's still heavily Street Fighter focused because the reality is that's sort of where our bread is buttered. Um, yeah. That's what generates the most interest. And um, it's also, you know, w- w- the specialty of quite a few of us. But we we try to talk about a little bit of everything. You know, if I might not be able to tell you who's good in Million Arthur, uh, but I can say, hey, this tournament's going on. You should probably check it out. It was cool. Mm-hmm. So, and like you said, you you're covering Tekken World Tour, Smash. I'm sure. Um, Allegedly, a little bit, a little bit. There's not a lot of Smash guys on that on that panel. That's Mike. What Mike was came from Smash. I he know. That's the thing. He's the only one. He, he he's trying to distance himself, but he cannot ignore his roots. <laughs> trying to distance that is funny uh but no you're right though you bring up a good point that it is it is this reality that i think we all have to still live in for just how it is you look at the numbers uh you look at even let's say fight like world tour tournament payouts uh street fighter is kind of where everyone's bread is buttered right now at least in this corner of the world. Now, you know, in terms of entrant numbers and in terms of, you know, viewership, I do really feel that there's a big three right now. I feel like Street Fighter V, Tekken 7, and mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Fighters are in pretty good places in those yes. regards. It, it might not be like the rocket ship strapped uh, esports purified air rarefied air that we all thought it was going to be in like three years ago but they're still pulling in very good numbers they're still growing at a pretty good clip and you know i i i I think that's healthy i think that you have more ways my screen just went black you're okay okay i can still hear you if if you're (laughs) if you've gone dark i i i'm back i'm back So, but yeah, I just feel like, you know, having so many games in a strong place is nothing but beneficial yes. to the entire scene. I 100% agree with you. And I think it's actually, it's not just nice that all these games can do well. It's not just this like nice thing that we can have and say, oh, these games are all doing quite well. I think it's actually necessary. I don't think that the FGC can really move forward without raising the the tide among all ships and i do think that eventually that if we do become as big as we all think we can be it's not going to be the fgc it's not going to be the fighting game community it's going to be the street fighter community and the tekken community and the mortal Kombat community and you know we all kind of can bounce each other bring each other up uh, but I do feel like at the end of the day, each game is going to have to stand on its own. So trying yeah, that, to, that is the unfortunate end truth to this, that they're all working within their own ecosystems, let's say. Right. 
especially now with all these all the pro circuits popping up where you know capcom has their own thing instead of you know five years ago everything was building towards evo it was all evo all everything and now you know you've got capcom cup you've got tekken world tour finals you've got dragon ball z having their finals partner up with red bull mm-hmm. you know even arxis has their own thing now and they arxis doesn't want to do anything <laughs> they've got their own <laughs> circuit yeah so, that is, i didn't dig into that uh, dragon ball red bull announcement did i see somewhere in there that it was uh one and done single a limb it's it, it's been in the rules all year Uh, they had that set up where if one person won all the dragon balls, that there'd be one tournament, uh, one double elimination tournament, and then a grand final. Um, if there were seven different winners, there would be one double elimination tournament. And then whoever won was the last chance qualifier. And then you have a top eight the next day. But since you've got either four or five, depending on who wins, uh, cross up this weekend you're going to have three or four open spots so they're going to determine that in three or four single elimination tournaments and you know if you lose the first one you can jump right into the second one that's it's gonna get spicy that is it's so spicy did you watch uh it was the ki world cup a couple years ago or maybe three years ago now uh, where they had that. I did not. Okay. That that gets sort of nuts because you get like that one player who makes the, the deep run, makes grand mm. finals and loses. And all of a sudden you're thinking, oh man, can they get back? Because they got to, if, if they fall short, they got to wipe that from their mind and jump right back into it. Yeah, they can't, they can't come down off that hard. They got to keep that steam engine running. Yeah. So that is going to be really really it's going to be high drama when that goes down uh yeah when you describe it that way yeah super it's going to be a lot of drama and i think that those kinds of stories do well within the fighting game community more opportunities for that more opportunities for bracket weirdness in a good way not in like a a marn way but in like a good way i think is (laughs) is what the FG, or maybe in a, maybe in the Marn way, like some of that stuff. Is Marn is, still a verb? We, yeah, yeah. It's I don't know what or, year is or, it. Or no, it would be an adjective, wouldn't it? What? Yeah. What year is it? Uh, this this it, bracket got marned. <laughs> is that we we are. Uh, uh, let me make that reference after I have my Metamucil. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. <sighs> Uh, only people who've been around will remember. But no, that's so kids look that up. By the way, just only eighties kids. Google search Marn bracket fixing safe search off. Uh, that's <laughs> definitely what you want. Uh, be careful about that safe search off. You know, there's, there's, that's what you you want. That that's the that's the only way that it's been posted. There's uh, art of everything. There's <laughs> fan art of me. <laughs> Like, really? like that was perhaps the most because right after we came back or no, no, it was right after best of three went off the air uh, when we were at Daily Dot, when that whole thing was going down. Yeah. Um, and then you had that brief hiatus. It was like it was it, pretty brief. It, you guys came it, back. We, we came back and then we and then 
come back but that that's a whole thing but someone actually drew the four of us in the style of bohemian rhapsody oh i remember that that yeah you know what yes that was good art that's good art right there yeah our our three draws follow him on twitter the guy is just insane insanely talented uh so you brought up something earlier that i want to touch upon and dig into a little bit uh and it was something that you specifically said that really hit home to me uh and it was when i asked like how do you know all the schedule stuff like how how are you in it and your answer it's because i'm the only one who does it that hits my heart man that that gets me because there's so many people like it's i I don't want to take away from what you're doing Right. I don't want to say that it's easy to to collect all this info and put it out there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that you are putting in the work. Yeah, it's not. I don't think there's anything I do in terms of the FGC that is difficult. It's mm-hmm. stuff that literally anybody can do. They just got to seek out the information. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, I just... Man, I, I I sort of become the schedule guy. Right. And it was never really my intent to become the schedule guy. <laughs> yeah, I guess what's the is what's the lore behind this? Is there any oh. lore or is it just which what I assume it is, here's the actual lore, is that you did it one week and then the next week you were like, Oh man, people really like that. So I'll put that together and then maybe the next week someone was like, Hey man, um did did you forget to include like time zones? I need that. And you're like, well, yeah, I guess I could add time zones. And it just started building to a point where you're like, you know what? This is out of control. Uh, and I, I guess I do. This is my life now. Oops. It, it almost like that. You know, this started all the way back. Uh, I want to say 2014. That's uh, right. it, it was either NCR or SCR. I forget, but I think like it was, I was NCR. I believe it was yeah, NCR, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, because I think it was like I was looking on the Level Up Live site. Yes. Trying to figure out when Street Fighter was on. And I was like, man, I can't make a whole lot of sense about sense of this. Mm-hmm. Let me kind of organize this for my own use so I can see uh, when that was, when Street Fighter is, when Skullgirls is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I put that up on reddit on our street fighter and everyone's like i got like a hundred upvotes which back in 2014 was you know basically gold yeah I mean, this was <laughs> when we were working with numbers of like 1500 people i want to yeah. say back then and this was not our street fighter. this was like our sf4 it might have been yeah this was back yeah, before we that was made before the, the transfer yeah mm-hmm. So I did that and I was like, dude, that's really useful. Thank you. Awesome. And I got upvotes. And of course, I am addicted to upvotes mm-hmm. because I need that validation. So <laughs> get that, dop- that dopamine drip just, just hit you and you went, ooh. ooh so nice. I made it for, you know, for was it Evo the next one? Or maybe it was uh, UFGT. But yeah, it was just basically I did it again and then I did it again and again. And someone said, oh, you know, that's nice. But what I don't know when it's on in my area. 
you know, I'm on the East Coast. <laughs> How do I figure that out? It's like, okay, I'll put some time some time zones on there. And then it just grew and grew and all of a sudden it's like I am somehow a cornerstone of several tournaments marketing campaigns. <laughs> You know what the sad part is, is that that is super accurate that you like a human, like just a random dude from the Internet who is just like, you know what? I need to collect some information has become the source of if I need to share any information about my event, I know it's all collected here, even though I'm running my own fucking event. Uh, Like, how hard is it to get this information out there? And I need I need that corner. I need that touchstone. And it's so, and it, what saddens me about it really is because you have so many potential eyes out there that don't even know who I am. I mean, that's not the sad part. No one should really know me. But no, like it's, it's, it, not, it's the, the yeah. There's the principle there. If, if you're like a you know when uh, if you're like a Texas throwdown because texas showdown is actually good about this so i'm making up texas throwdown just okay. to be clear <laughs> i was gonna this say isn't like a, that's not a okay yeah so if if you're if you're starting a big tournament or a tournament that you want to be big mm-hmm. people should be able to find you somehow and so many of these websites so many of these facebook pages don't have that way of you know, seeking of finding this information quickly. Mm-hmm. I have an idea of where to look. If I don't see it in one spot, I can think, well, here, I can also check their Twitter. I can also check their Facebook page. Oh, I know this guy actually runs the event or he seems connected to it. Maybe I could follow, look at his Facebook, see if he's sent out anything about it. Right. And you know that through a history of being round, like it's, right. it's, Marge, it's the same people every, every year basically there's a couple people who rotate in and out but More you know and those places yeah i know those places someone who is a potential new guy or new girl or new person trying to get to check out this event isn't gonna isn't gonna know that mm-hmm. and even if they did they're they might not be you know invested enough to to do all to do all that hard work mm-hmm. to do all that legwork so it i just wish that so many of these tournaments would would be better about putting the scheduling information, putting registration information in one easy to spot place, whether it's smash.gg or their own Facebook page or their own website. You know, mm. Combo Breaker does a great job of this. Texas Showdown does a great job of this. The Big E's events do a great job of this mm-hmm. but there are so many others that just you know you have to go through four or five different hoops just to find when marvel's playing like for real for like when schedules are not posted uh and granted schedules can't necessarily be posted without people knowing how many entrants they're gonna have i understand that part of it right. there's there's a logistics part that you know, things can't be done early and we can talk about logistics later when we talk about scheduling. Uh, oh, yeah. or, or maybe not. I, this is kind of an aside. Fuck, man. It is a Tuesday when we are recording this and it is a fucking Tuesday. Of course, it's Tuesday. <sighs> <laughs> it's always Tuesday. Yeah, Have you learned nothing true. by now? 
I know. I, that's I, I've I've joked about this, but I, I'm start starting to think that it might be a good idea to start a segment on this show that's just called "I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed," and, and then talk about what has happened throughout the week because it seems like Tuesday is every day now, but this Tuesday in particular has been rough. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Do you have any sort of license-free music? Because I mean, you could totally make that a segment. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, no, it'll be like, hmm. Is Mister Rogers' theme? F- f- oh no, that free? is copy. Oh copy- no, that is copyright protected. For- okay, all right. Mm, dang. All right. Well, well, I'll think about it. I'll, I'll workshop whatever whatever I can get. Uh, I, I, I'm sure you've got a listener who can create a little 15 second ditty for for a reasonable fee. <laughs> yeah, something with like sad horns. I'm thinking like very uh, like early melancholy. Yeah, but also like maybe early 80s. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, family drama slash sitcom kind of bad music. That's the kind of bad thing I'm looking for, uh, or at least how I have it in my ear. But anyway, so back to the, to the point though, in terms of scheduling, uh, and at least like scheduling being hard, uh, Capcom cup scheduling, uh, Chris Keg was like on Twitter being pretty transparent about what's going on and why things are the way that they are. And I thought that that was pretty revealing. Um, I might share a link to that in the show notes. I might not, depending on how upset I get about it. Uh, but I did find that pretty revealing, like in terms of what or at least it made it obvious to more people of what all actually has to, what logistics have to, like what people actually legally need an amount of rest time before they can work again to run your event. Right. Like that's not something that the normal tournament viewer might think about. The person who's just going to show up on that day going, okay, I get to view the thing. This is very good. I like the street fighter and I get to watch the the best street fighter, but not thinking about, Oh, there's like people who needed to like move equipment that they needed to hire and run things where legally they need to rest for 12 hours because that's how the laws are. I yeah. Know. I, I, you know, not everyone's going to know that not everyone's going to care. <laughs> they just want to see, yeah. you know, they just want to see what they're they're not necessarily going to be as mad about, you know, a 12 hour break because of labor laws as they are, you know, for you got to add an extra hour to the runtime because of a halftime show involving, you know, artists that are sort of kind of tangently related to Street Fighter. Yeah. And not, yeah. You know, I. I I love those guys. I really do. I, I I hope they release President of the World as a single. It is buck wild that they have not yet. Is it not? I would throw I would throw money at that instantly. I've I, seen so many people who've said I would like this now, please. But no I just don't know if that's really the best venue for. Ha- it, it, it's this whole thing where. <clears throat> now you're not just a tournament you're an esports event and you have to do things that are 
going to catch all the eyes, or at least you think are going to catch all the eyes. So you're not just talking about, oh, let's see Tokido versus Daigo. Like, oh, there's that rapper from Gorillaz. He's cool. Let me check him out. Oh, here's that guy who's saying, uh, if you must, from Tony Hawk Pro Skater 2. (laughs) I got to check that out. Oh, they're playing Street Fighter as well? That's awesome. I don't. I just don't know how many of those fans exist. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's it's one of those things where I actually don't understand the business metrics that Capcom is working off of. I'm sure there is a business plan there. Of course, just, there is. I, I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it because uh, I don't necessarily want to dig into. If people want to have want to know my opinions about the uh, sponsored content, I shared that in the previous episode. I I had to get that out. Is but before I guess before I glibly go over that, did, is there something on this topic that you would want to really share? Is there something on your chest about the sponsored content that is perhaps bothering you, or maybe you like the sponsor? Because I think ads are fine. I'm not yeah. You know, I ju- we just talked about this briefly on Best of Five, mm-hmm. um, but it, we didn't really have a chance to go in depth because we were trying to you know get through everything to get to the Capcom Cup preview. Right. I I just really feel like like this makes sense if they're going to try free to play for either Street Fighter Six or whatever their next fighting game offering is going to be. Mm-hmm. Because it feels like they're trying to do so many aspects of that with the game. Uh, you know, obviously, this ad, this ad content that you can turn off, but you get extra fight money, which may or may not actually be extra because we might be turning down how easy it is to get fight money in the first place. Right. Uh, it's four extra fight money, by the way. It's four extra fight money. Four. Four. Three plus one. Yep. Quick mouse. Oh my goodness. So why not make it five? I, dude, I, I don't know how those numbers work. Somebody looked at those numbers and said two plus two is four. That, that, I, like that, that, that's five. They, <laughs> five is a nice, five, is a nice like round number, right? It's a nice, five is almost nothing, but it seems like, oh, it's five extra. Four... Four indicates that you made the conscious decision not to go five. Yep. You had to think about getting to four. <laughs> and that's almost scarier than just Yeah, they arrived at four through some some math. They some calculated math that. Because you don't just come <laughs> out with four out of thin air. You're right, because my my ignorant ass obviously i would say oh five that way when you get two of those that's 10 and then that caught you get 10 that's a nice round number to work with that's nice even number that fits nicely into other numbers 10 is a good number i just don't but like i was saying (laughs) between that and the fight pass system which i know a lot of pretty much any major fighting game is going to now and you know the opportunity to buy in-game content it feels like 
they're either testing the waters yes for free for the free to play model or they're trying to get all the benefits of the free to play model while also getting your $60 up front. And I don't know how well they're going to be able to make that work if that's their plan. Uh, because a lot of people are still burned by how Street Fighter V launched. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess here's my side take after after hearing what you've said and thinking about the subject for a little bit longer. Uh, I spent a whole like I spent a whole 15 minutes talking about this. I this one really grinds my gears. I'm against it, but not even for like the AdSense per- like if they want to make it free to play and do all that stuff, I'm fine with it, but this really does seem like a test. Specifically because they're only doing it with Capcom stuff right now. It's it's solely like in-house stuff. So what that tells me is that they're turning this on for metrics to sell to potential investors, potential sponsors in the future for when they plan on going free to play. And that extra fight money, that extra little bite that gets people to, to glob onto this and say, well, I might as well have it turned on just only boosts their numbers in such a like false way that just feels gross in the worst ways. You know, I, I think had people known like had this feature launched with the game, I think people would be a little more receptive to, or not receptive. Isn't even the right word. Just sort of more, they, they open just to don't the care idea because even at the not time, even there were free to play games like, like yeah dota existed right so like right they they had the examples to go off of so it wouldn't be that crazy like people i think if i'm not mistaken i feel like people even back then were like street fighter 5 might be free to play because other games have been free to play the ki free to play yeah, and I don't know. Like, I think that might have scared off uh, some people to the model, even though that game wasn't really made to make uh, KI as big as possible. Right. That decision was made to make the Xbox as big as possible. KI mm-hmm. was just a tool in that. But I, I, I think there is the potential for success there. You know, mm-hmm. if if you follow that model of, okay, you've got like three or four fighters who are free and then we'll bust out some new fighters and they're going to be a few bucks. And I just, but it, this absolutely feels like a test. This absolutely feels like either we were going to launch it a while ago and couldn't get it to work right or we're going to do this heavily in 2019 and we're going to make this a big selling point in terms of boosting the CPT payout structure or whatever else they have going on next year. Which like that stuff is good. Injecting that money into the community, I think is positive. If they can find ways to get more for the scene, then I think that's good. I don't think that's a bad thing. I think you if can they come out and say it, sure, because yeah, I true. think, yeah, 
the the issue is if they say okay a portion of this is going to uh cpt payouts well you know 80 percent is a portion two percent is a portion mm-hmm. how big is that portion there's going to be that that sort of unease about it if there isn't some level of transparency and maybe maybe fighting game fans expect more transparency than they should but you know it's it's gonna be there yeah maybe but at the same time because i keep thinking about this because uh two i guess last episode is the Num- the last numbered episode, I had uh, PB Geki on, and he's a big proponent of fighting EX Lair. And they are extremely transparent with, like, they they might as well tell people, here's our revenue. Uh, we, we're in the black this month. Uh, they might as well be saying that, like, the exact number, like, through Twitter, basically. Uh, they're very open and honest about it. And it's, it's contrasting that with the very following week. It was like the following day after I recorded that episode with him that Capcom announced this. And I was like, Oh man. Oh brother. Hmm. Well, well, here's the question. How many copies did they sell? I think, did they, I'll have to look this up. My guess this. would be somewhere less than 2.6 million. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. They did not sell. <laughs> maybe, maybe like one or two off of that. Maybe, maybe, but it's, you know, when you're a small dev, way different metrics, like to be clear, super different <laughs> metrics. We're taught like decimal places, like way off. And, and a super different audience too. Cause I True. mean, if you're the type of person who picks up fighting EX layer, you're probably a pretty decent fighting game, pretty hard into the genre, which means that you've got so many options. Okay. You're thinking about guilty gear. You're thinking about blaze blue tag. You're thinking about million Arthur. You're thinking about Unist. So you have to make that connection. If you're a dev, mm-hmm. uh, you have to do something to make your game stand out from the rest. So I don't know if we'll ever, I doubt we'll ever get that level of transparency or anything close to that level of transparency mm-hmm. uh, because Street Fighter simply doesn't need to. Yeah, that is true. That is true. It, 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 but the other thing is that with the Street Fighter Five, sometimes I feel like the way that you as the user inject actual money into the game isn't like ideal in a weird way. Does that make sense? It because the way like I how, like expand I, on that, expand on that. Because when I think about it, it's these costumes that people look at these costumes like Mecha Abigail, Mecha Geef, uh, that new hot, brand new hot Ryu, which you can take him down to his skivvies, very hot. Uh, yeah, you can use the costume code, and he's just in Yuri and Thong. That's all it is. Oh my goodness! They they uh, made Ryu double. I hot. believe I have the vapors. It's it's rather good. Uh, <laughs> so they add that stuff to the game, but the way that they add it is through the extra battles, and give you no way to buy that with actual money, and then no way to inject like false fight money into the game through actual money. So it's, they created this very 
in my mind, this market that they've created makes like zero sense. Well, they they were supposed to have that Zenny well, when the yeah, game launched. Fucking, yeah. And then they just <laughs> never did. So I think that's a huge part of this yeah. is there was supposed to be that mechanic where you could buy fight money or or obviously not right. fight money itself, but a, a fight money equivalent. Yeah. And it just never developed. So I wonder how much of that has how much impacted the their plans. Yeah. yeah. How much of the, that main structure has stuck around because in my mind, I'm like, man, if I could just buy a Mecha Abigail right now, I mean, I know it exists. That model exists. They have it. They can just release it. And if me who doesn't like to show up to play very often, I don't have a lot of time to play. Uh, if it could cost me two, Maybe four dollars for one costume. Maybe four dollars. Let's just say they make it five dollars for talking purposes. That's a lot. But no, for, no, they have they, they have shown that they come up to the number four. So let's say four dollars. Let's say it's four dollars for for just to buy that costume outright. And I want that costume. I don't have a lot of time. I'll just do it. But what they want you to do which now makes sense with all of this like AdSense they've added into the game, is they want you to continually come back to the game. They want you to have that ad space turned on so that they can boost those metrics. Make the game a high-selling item to people who might sponsor the game. Now, they might have good sponsors lined that Like, here's... Like, Red Bull, I'm fine with them. They've been in the community. They've shown that they love the FGC and are capable of pouring the right amount of you know, care into this community that yeah, a lot it, of people it, want. They, they advertise heavily, but they also get the rest of the details right whenever they mm-hmm. jump into the scene. So people are willing to say, hey, you know, I'm cool with that. Right. If you get if you get the essence of what you're willing to do, people are, are going to love supporting you. Mm-hmm. You know, people absolutely love when Red Bull comes in and runs an event because they see what happens with Red Bull Kumite. They saw what happened with the Red Bull Conquest series. And they're like, okay, I'm on board with this. I like what they've done so far. Give me that $6 Red Bull cocktail fake mocktail drink. Yeah. Mocktail, I think, was the... That was that was bad. I had a couple, but okay. I can't, e- I, I can't drink caffeine anymore, so <laughs> I, I, ha- I could not partake. Uh, well, that, you're probably better for it. That's kind of my one weakness is that I feel like Red Bull vodka is kind of a fuckboy drink, but I also think it tastes really good. <laughs> and really, that's what matters, right? It's uh, listen, you got to be a man about tastes, and I'm that's the one that's like guilty pleasure. But also, me- don't have guilty pleasures; just have pleasures. Exactly. Right? <laughs> you know, I, give me you know, give me some hard cider. Give me some Mike's Hard Lemonade. I'm a happy guy. Shit, dude. Someone someone brought some some woodchuck to my house a couple weeks ago. And it it was in my house for a long time until I ran out of other beer. And I was like, you know what? I'll drink this. Let's see what this is like. Some cider's pretty good. Like a, a dry cider. I'm I'll I'll fuck with that. That'll be okay. But anyway, folks, that's <laughs> That's enough about drinking habits. If you ever need a sponsor, you know, Woodchuck Cider, I think they're. (laughs) No, it's the original American hard cider. The original. Everyone else is a copycat. 
Wow. That's what they're saying. You know, know and you never lie. You never lie in advertising. Probably not. I mean, sure. Let them see. But they were made in 2011. So. Mm, okay. Uh, uh, there right, might Woodchuck. be some fudging uh, of the numbers there. That's a little suspect. That's a little suspect. <laughs> See, I come from the land of Yingling, which is America's oldest brewery. That's something I can believe. There's some facts behind that. I get down with some Yingling. I am not a beer person. Okay, <sighs> that's fine. That's fine. Uh, uh, it's like it got ruined for me at a. Because my, uh, you know, I used to live, me and my brother used to live across the alley from uh, some, a couple of other kids and we were friends. So this one time we went over to his, you know, to their place to, to meet him up, meet meet up with them, excuse me. And we went into their uh, garage, which was sort of the dad's man cave, you know, this, and it always smelled of stale beer and this burnt plant that I wouldn't quite figure out what it was until much, much later in life. <laughs> uh, he was vaping so, hard and then that. He, <laughs> so, yeah, that sort of ruined it for me. Um, oh, that's funny. Uh, no, I get it. I get it. That's fine. Uh, but speaking of... Speaking of things getting shitty real quick, let's talk about being a TO at Canada Cup. Mm. I know, because uh, we're a couple months out. It seems like this might be a little bit irrelevant. Why, why are you bringing this up? Uh, specifically because one of the volunteers at Canada Cup wrote a fairly lengthy breakdown pretty transparent of everything that happened that weekend from like behind the scenes, which is a good indication of where things broke down in terms of team communication, uh, organization communication, where if you, you take that into context with what happened during the tournament and how things proceeded via like what, whatever that looked like on stream versus whatever that looked like in the field, you can see it in this post. It makes total sense. Yeah. That was a moment, you know, Canada cup at, at, cause I, w- I didn't go, I was watching as a viewer or trying to watch as a right. viewer more accurately. I don't think we'll ever have that sort of, you know, that sort of energy slash what the hell is going to happen now sort of feeling about a major event for a long, long time. Cause, cause there was, you know, when they came out and tweeted out like, okay, the venue closes in like 30 minutes oh my and, God, we, dude. and they're going to cut our power. And you think like, it's something that someone made up on Kappa, but it's guys like James Chen tweeting it out and uh-huh. guys at the venue tweeting it out. And it, it's sort of like this race against time. Like, Oh my God, what are they going to do? What are they going to do? Yeah. Were you there? Yes. Okay. So you didn't get to watch. There was a point where after the stream got cut off or after the big screens got cut off. Yeah. Or right before that, the stream died. 
Oh, okay. They they, they cannibalized the stream to to yeah, they had record to do it. that. Yeah, they moved right. all that stuff over for a recording station. Yeah. So anti was live tweeting it, and he it was his phone pointed at the big screen. Then they cut the big screen off. So we were watching anti pointing his phone at the actual monitor they were playing at from like four rows back. Yep. And that was how we were watching winners finals or <laughs> losers final. It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. And I feel for Lapchi, yeah, I yeah. feel for everyone involved, but that, that, that moment was just surreal. That must have been buck wild to from a viewer perspective of hey Ew. chat where are we going? Uh, Anti's got a periscope up, so I think I think there right. We were we were watching cause before that they they still had the Japanese stream going. Yeah, and then that cut off, and the Japanese commentators didn't know what was going on, so they're like, bye bye, and then they cut the stream. So. <laughs> If you could rewatch this in real time somehow, it would be the most amazing, befuddling experience you would ever have. And I think that that tied with specifically Canada Cup being, at least historically, having such a good record of year after year providing such good experiences for the players. Um, and I don't know if you were, I mean, you, you weren't there, but I don't know if you saw people showing the setups on the, like on the floor, just how tightly packed it was and, and knowing how understaffed that was for, they didn't have enough TOs and then reading this report on, yeah, the front desk was way overstaffed all the time. Like they could have helped, but they didn't know. They had no idea what was going on. There was just such miscommunication. There wasn't like very good training. Um, this this whole piece definitely worth a read, especially especially uh, if you find yourself in a position of oh I want to run an event, uh, maybe not at this high of a level, but I want to get an idea of you know what are the pitfalls that someone could fall into. Um, just reading through this is just scathing. Yeah. And on that note, you know, there are, cause I'm kind of spoiled. Mm -hmm. Um, I, my local, and I say this cause you know, in parentheses, cause it's an eight hour bus ride. Uh, but my closest major is combo breaker mm -hmm. slash UFGT before the switch. And, you know, I've gone to that and just had a blast and everything is so well organized and most every you know contingency is accounted for and you think if that's your first experience you almost take that for granted right just how much execution how much planning and forethought and backup plans and backups for plans for your backup plans how much of that it takes to to make an event go look like it came out without a hitch yeah there was actually sorry there was someone uh from out in like connecticut i want to say uh 
reached out to me like, dude, you know, I'm running this tournament at this retro game uh, event. What tips do you have? And I'm like, I don't know, but let me get you in touch with Rick. Yep. Combo Breaker Rick. And they had a uh, very lengthy multi-day discussion about a lot of those things that I forgot to untag myself from. <laughs> so I I like open up Twitter and like I have 250 unread DMs. Yeah. Oh crap. Yeah, I actually was gonna bring Rick up specifically with this because the person who wrote this uh, later privately, not even like very privately, because I'm sure he would openly share this, but specifically called out Rick and the way that he's run Combo Breaker. And 100% of my interactions with Rick have been, oh, this guy gives all of the fucks. He's still got a whole bag of fucks to give, and he gives them out liberally. He's just dropping them everywhere. I have no idea how he does what he does, because he's actually the guy who who, was my contact uh, with the Tekken World Tour website. He's he's the guy who helped get me into that position, and I'm incredibly grateful for that. But just the amount of things that guy has played mm-hmm. is just mind blowing, and the fact that he can do so many of them so well. Oh yeah, is yeah pulled off with such good execution. Um, it's but, all right, so we it, can we can move yeah. away from from this bummer of a of a tournament. Uh, But I do want to bring up one note specifically uh, with this write-up, and it was that one of the main impetuses for this to even be posted was because this person hadn't been paid yet, and there were a number of people who had not been paid yet. You you fucks with people's monies, you're not going to have a good time. It's December, dog. It's December. Now, now... That said, I don't know what if they're waiting on other payments to receive to be received before they can make their payouts. I know um, there was a big ass delay with uh, Injustice Pro Series mm-hmm. this year because yeah. there were so many hangups in getting that straightened out. So I don't I don't have any information on Canada Cup in particular, but I do mm-hmm. know that it can take quite a while for those wheels to start turning. Uh, okay. Uh, moving on from, from that premiere tour, maybe talk about some good stuff that happened. And I kind of want to just touch on this briefly, um, because it seems like it was only ever briefly talked about. Uh, it's something that I thought was super highly produced, uh, a beautiful tournament experience, uh, but did it even get the coverage that it deserved? I don't know. Uh, I'm talking about, of course, the Gfinity Elite Series. Oh, uh, yeah. Which just ended uh, the, um, the 8th. I have that right? Hold on. Why am I... Yeah, I'm bad with dates. It's, it, was the, it ended on the 8th. So this was yeah. this past weekend. This Yeah, this past Saturday. Uh, and, I mean, the whole series has been like super well produced a lot of big names attached to it and delivered by dominoes. You got to attach that to it. Uh, Of course it's because, you know, you got to sling some hot Zaz. They're, are are we still calling them Zaz? I don't know. Are they hot and ready? I don't know what to call them. Like hot and ready is uh, little Caesars. Little Caesars. Yeah. 
I don't have like a good like fun name for Domino's fun pizza because it's like it's basically trash you shovel into your mouth. Uh or is it? I don't know. They changed their recipe it's, and I haven't been back to Domino's in a long time. It it's seasoned trash, you know. Okay. <laughs> it's like it's not great pizza, but you know what you're getting. It's yeah. like you, if you're going to if if you want a culinary experience, you don't go to McDonald's. But you eat at McDonald's anyway because eh, sometimes you just want a freaking McNugget. Yeah, or if you're, you know, say Big Bird or, or for example. That, man, I don't know why. I, I don't know why. It's Big Bird. I, I am so glad that you love some aspect of American culture. I just wish it wasn't that one. Uh, and if you're not familiar with what we're talking about, maybe peruse that dude's Twitter feed and search McDonald's, McD's. It, just, just wait till he goes to an event. Yeah, that's you really all you need to do because that'll be the first thing. Like at the airport that he arrived at, basically, he'll be but slamming to, that McDonald's. To each their own. Yeah, that's but, fine. Not going to judge him, but... What I will, I, I'm not. We don't have to talk about it uh, at length, but I do want to say that you guys should go back and watch some of the replays. Uh, there was actually a really good, like they tweeted out like a really good replay video of like a recap of all that happened. And again, like delivered by Domino's. But guess what? That Domino's money, they paid for that delivery. They they paid for that delivery, and then they delivered good on time. There are a couple things that bother me with uh, Gfinity because this is a series that should be doing so much more yeah. than it is in terms of penetration of the of the fighting game market. Yeah. One, I I I don't know what their financials are. I yeah. don't know how much of an incentive that uh, Facebook gives them to be the exclusive home. But not having it on Twitch is just such a missed opportunity in my book. Yeah. It, it's where the FGC lives for and it's not having it up. there. Not having it there, even as like the secondary stream, mm-hmm. you know, have Facebook be the primary home. But like, I don't know. It just needs to be there. And I don't think they have the team format quite right. Hmm. You know, it it feels very much like I, I the example I use is last year or season three, which was earlier this year. Uh, CCL's team was fighting for a playoff spot going into the last weekend, mm-hmm. um, and CCL that weekend was also running uh, Brussels Challenge, I believe it was, whatever mm-hmm. the Belgian. Uh, event was because he, he, he was the TO. So he went and a couple other of his teammates, the first choice teammates went. So it was basically that team's backups fighting for a playoff spot. Mm. If, yeah. if that, if your team, if the players involved treat it like a second choice event, then it's hard to get fans invested in it. And, and they have to do, I feel like they have to do a better job of avoiding uh, crossover with CPT events. It's you know, so it, hard because it's every week, dude. I, 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 I've been a long proponent of CPT taking the Thanos treatment to half of its events. Yeah. 
I, I, yeah, hell yeah, I'm for that. It that I, I, the unfortunate part is that that hurts so many little tournaments. Right, and it really does. It feels like CPT. Um, they put their stamp. You know, if you're a CPT event, Capcom has put their stamp on your scene. Like I go through brackets and how many times if I look up a Peruvian event, it doesn't call itself by its name. It calls itself CPT Peru Peru or CPT Belgium or what have you. Mm-hmm. So it feels like, like it's validation and for expanding the brand for expanding street fighters reach. That's absolutely the right decision. But in terms of, looking at it just as a fighting game circuit, there's no reason you should have multiple premiere events in the same weekend. There's no reason you should ever have four events in one weekend because Which you're happened. just, it happened a few times. Yeah. And that, that was the one thing I was really happy about, uh, taking world tour doing because mm-hmm. they basically, there was one weekend where you had multiple offline events just one everything else if you were a tekken fan you knew this was the event to watch and this is where i'm going to see all the best players so that's going to be where i focus my attention Mm -hmm. and i think if you're looking at it just from a pro tour perspective i really really hope capcom follows that lead next year yeah and it's one of those things where i agree with you but also i disagree with you you know because I'm, I super agree. Tons of burnout, both on players and viewers. Just hella burnout. Too much, too much pro tour. I don't care about the storylines anymore. I'm disinvested. But also, when I look at something like the Latin American region, which kind of got the short shrift on a lot of the premier business, but also sending like a whole bunch of players, uh, it's. Like, maybe do we just keep all of those and take some away from North America? I think North America could just get slashed in half, honestly, and say, hey, you guys fucking travel. (laughs) I I think everybody could get slashed in half, honestly. Hmm. I think because I've got it. I've got the spreadsheet here. This is my that's the secret to my powers i have a massive spreadsheet where i have i have all the cpt results i have the taken world tour results so your superpower is just workflow my superpower is just i i do grunt work (laughs) the organ you have the yeah you've already built the machine the gears turn on their own at this point more or less like i was hoping like I, I, I'd be able to bust out a new uh, spreadsheet, but I can't because of the overlay between the Arxis system or Arxis season and, you know, CPT 2019 when it's announced. If you ended in February, I could say, okay, I can stop here. But no, you're going to continue till July or August. Those goddamn air dashers. I don't know. I Always tell you. <laughs> I tell you, you, you you got one game with two scythe characters, and all of a sudden we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna ruin Steve's plans. <laughs> That's another really good way of putting it that I didn't think about. It's, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, just cut it in half, or, or cut um, it, you know, cut thirty percent. 
you're not doing yourself any favors yeah. by having, you know, 13 pro pro tour events in the month of August. That's like the weird really dichotomy not. of thinking where I think there's too many events, but also think that there's a lot of regions that are underrepresented, which is like, you know, you know why two terrible problems. When has Latin America had a weekend to itself uh-uh. outside of the Latin American finals? And even that, because I thought that was on the same weekend as something else. Yes, it was. Uh, that was during oh, fucking was it the on it was online one for Southeast Asia. It was. Was it that, or am I mistaken? No, no, it was it was on its. Oh, okay, all right, okay. Oh. But it's like outside of that, it's pretty much every time there was a Latin America event, there was something else going on. Mm-hmm. And you know, if if you've got like Tokido and Fudo at one event, and you've got Kaba at another, Kaba's a great player. Mm-hmm. But you ask the average fan, they'd rather watch Daigo and Tokido. It, you're just making, you're splitting your audience in so many different directions. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, like, and I understand that the only way to truly prevent that is, is if Capcom controls the events themselves to make mm-hmm. sure there's not that much overlap. And that's something I am very, very, very wary of happening. Yes. But I just feel like, okay, next year, 40, 45 events. Just just let that summer, let each event breathe a little bit. And I feel like even with fewer events, you won't have that big of a drop in watch time or anything like that. Yeah, um, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, and I think that that naturally leads into the finale of the Capcom Pro Tour, which is Capcom Cup, which is coming up this weekend. Um last chance qualifier starting on Friday, right? Yes. Uh, And then leading into top 32 on Saturday and finals on Sunday with the halftime show. Don't forget about the halftime show. You know what? It completely slipped my mind. Uh, Go figure. Uh, However, with that said, it is shaping up to be, a good tournament. I think looking at this bracket uh, before we start, before we begin, it is we're gonna get some good matches right off, right off the jump. Oh yeah, right out of the um, gate. Uh, I the one I'm looking forward to is Daigo Punk first the, round. Yeah, that's gonna be such a good set. I don't know. I actually don't know who's gonna win that. I probably lean Punk. Uh, I think the joke to be made there is that Punk will win two, two, one over Daigo. And then a week later, Daigo will challenge Punk to a first 10 and beat him 10. Yeah, that's the there. I don't know of anyone who's better at long sets, like his yeah. mentality, his, his approach to long sets is just far and above what anybody else is doing. Yeah. He is the Batman of the long set in that when nobody can beat Daigo, when he has time to prepare and he's had a couple weeks to prepare. 
Yeah, that's that's, true. that's the scary part here. I, I I feel like whoever wins that, like they I, have a good shot. Even, they have a good shot. You, you say that, but I mean that same quarter of the bracket, you've got yeah, fuck and the Kaba NL Storm Kubo next match. You've got Kaba in that quarter. You've got, got Fujimura. X, fucking Fujimura. Oh, God. That's the thing. Oh, you could the- name, I could throw a dart at this board and say, you've got Mena. You've got uh, Jay Wong. You've got. I, my, my favorite part is that, you know, as much as little respect as Latin America gets mm-hmm. in general, I feel you have. This event where you have a a Dominican player as the reigning champion and the guy who could replace him could very well be a different Dominican player. Like I I Kaba, he's got a tough draw early. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be tight for him to get through through Cien. I think he can beat Cien. He can. I but think, I think he's got it over Cien. But it's going to be tough. If Angry Bird somehow beats Fujimura, could happen. Oh, no, it's going to be Picaro Fujimura. Oh, oh, fuck. Oh, you're right. I'm looking at an outdated bracket. I'm looking at the one before. Ah, before. Yeah, that's a whole other conversation we could have, which it seemed like you were the only person who understood. You you actually might have been the only person who understood outside of the the computer that runs this at Capcom HQ. I think you were the only human being who was like, well, these are the people who are getting into Capcom cup based on the numbers. And then crossover RD had to say, uh, sorry, can't, can't do it. Um, and then was replaced by Picaro, which that that makes sense if you look at the global leaderboard, but also that means that they didn't send anyone from winning or from the tournament of the Latin American regional finals, which I think is yeah. weird. No, no, no. He he was the runner up at the oh, regional final. Yeah. What's he? What's uh, he? Well, let, let me double check. Yeah, hold on. Latin regional finals. Because that was, let's see. No, he was, yeah, he was second in the regional final. Okay, I don't know why I was. I guess I thought maybe, mm, so here was my. Yep, nope, I got that backwards. So I think in my mind I was told that he didn't have his um, his visa. Oh, see, but that that move has been absolutely consistent with the way Capcom has handled these things. Anytime okay. someone hasn't been able to make Capcom Cup, they have always gone with the next person up via the path that they the person they're replacing got in. Right. So remember last year with uh, with Knuckledoo not making it, he got replaced by. The runner-up, he got in by winning Capcom Cup, so they replaced him with the Capcom Cup runner-up. Ricky. Uh, Ricky. Yeah. So it's 100% consistent. Okay. I guess in I don't know why I was mistaken in that then. I don't know why I thought that Picaro was through on global points. That also doesn't make sense because I think 
Gosh, he was at the edge of it. Um, Brolinho. Brolinho. Brolinho was the next uh, Latin American player up uh, through the global leaderboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Uh, so uh, yes, that does make sense. That tracks. I was in the wrong. I see. That's the thing, though. I came at it thinking wrong, thinking that I knew fucking what was up, but I fucking didn't because this shit is like, it's confusing, and I, I even think I pay attention to it, but I am confused. But maybe it's because I don't read. Well, that's part of why I got in. You know why I was able to write in the first place. Yeah. Because going back to, to like the end of the first CPT season, it was me and this other person who was basically breaking down the points. Like, okay, he won, he he finished third, but he really improved his chances because all these other guys who were near him didn't do so well so he's in a good spot right now and there really wasn't anybody else that was doing that at the time and that was really the big calling card when Efren uh he basically reached out to me through uh through Reddit and said hey do you want to do this for for a living or not a living because you know esports is not that financially yeah, that's a, that's a whole other conversation when you would talk about how many people in this business are actually making livings off of it instead of yeah. just supplemental income, and that's like ten people total. Yeah, spoiler alert: I am not one of those ten. Right. But yeah, I I it was basically the big draw when I was talking to uh, Kevin Morris, who was the dot e, or the Daily Dot. Uh, mm-hmm esports uh editor is basically like okay there's an audience for this there are people who want this information no one else is supplying it we can make some headways here so he gave me a shot and i'm grateful that he did and that's i don't know where else i was going with that no that's because that's (laughs) because that's where i got stuck right it's that i thought so here was my thing is that i was under the impression that Picaro did not apply for a visa. Uh, and that was at the time where crossover had just been declined the visa to right. travel to the U S. So I got all confused, but not the case. He's good. He's good to travel. We're okay. Uh, Cause I guess in my mind, I thought it was going to go to Doomsnake. Cause he had Doom- his third. We thought so too, because he was actually in the last chance qualifier. Yeah. Uh, bracket already so yeah, we thought like okay picaro he may or may not make it doom snake is definitely going to be there so they don't have to worry about the visa but yeah yeah that was my whole thought process as well so i'm i'm right behind you on that but nope fuck it i was wrong uh but other than that i guess i don't think we should go through and talk about the entire bracket it's it's gonna be fucked up right out of the gate but is there anything right. in this bracket that maybe like stand out to you or you thinking any upsets that you're going to see, or maybe like wish lists of, of what you want to see in, in the finals here. Oh man. Um, I think if you look at the bottom half of the bracket, mm-hmm. you've got some absolute bangers. You've got Fujimura versus either Kaba or Sien second round. Yep. You've got either Daigo or Punk going to losers first round. You've got the defending champion 
the defending Capcom Cup champion versus the reigning Evo champion. First round. You've got you've got whoever wins that killer last chance qualifier bracket in there. And like, oh yeah, you've got an Evo champion down there in Luffy. You've got Justin Wong down there. You've got Mago. I, I feel like the bottom half of the bracket, with all due respect to everyone up top, because there are plenty of great names, yeah. but it's ju- just going to be like every match is a banger down there. And I really feel like whoever wins Kaba Sien can do a whole lot of damage. Yeah. I think I'm behind you on that. Also, with the Problem X and Mena match, I think that's going to decide things in the bracket here. Um, I think it was actually interesting, and I don't know if you looked at this, but Glenn of um, the Game 2K... Um, who I who until like a few week uh, like a month ago I called the game Thwok. Yep, hundred percent. I called him the game to walk. <laughs> like, like as like soon as walk. like, oh, you mean Glenn? You yeah. mean the game two K? Yeah, it's just a light bulb came out. Like, uh, yeah, it's it's just not sense. something that you were forced to say out loud because you had only interacted with him through Twitter, and then you go, oh. Yeah, that does make sense. Uh, but anyway, uh, his bracket, the way that he ran it, very much by the numbers. The dude has fucking data, which is totally worth looking into if you are into the whole numbers thing. Uh, and he ran the numbers, and he ended up with, in grand finals, Gachikun versus Punk. And he had Gachikun taking it. I, oh, I man. don't see that happening, in all honesty. Because he'd have to get through Big Bird, which isn't exact. You know, they played each other real tight at uh, mm-hmm. Red Bull Kumite last chance qualifier, mm-hmm. and then Tokido right after. You know, no, 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 res- no disrespect to Angry Bird, but I don't see how Tokido wouldn't be the heavy favorite in that in either of those matches. Yeah, and I, then you've I, got I either know. Oil Knuckle King Doo. or Knuckle Doo or Edizan. Edizan is scary. Edizan is one of those characters that I think, not characters, but players that sometimes he can just fucking deliver. Like the whole, um, uh, the Rage series, right? Yeah, he he killed it. Delivered. Which also, another tournament series that didn't get a whole lot of coverage because it was on Open Rec and not on Twitch. But anyway. (laughs) Yeah, it's... uh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry to like make everybody <laughs> sad for just going. Oh damn! Like yeah, there's some good matches over there that no one really got to watch or like there wasn't anything sending people that way. But anyway, yeah, like he could show up and he could beat everybody. Or uh, fucking uh, Fudo could come back and make a make a strong run through the bracket. I don't know at this point if he survives that first round matchup with Chris T. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, that could go either way. That one could go either that's... way. Uh, but then you have CJ Truth, who's on a fucking roll. Goddamn. See, see, CJ, I think with the momentum he had, I would like him in almost any, uh, against almost any other. But I don't think he's going to out Kami Xiaohai. Yeah. That's just, that's Xiao one of the did, worst yeah. draws. Shao I did learn Sailor Moon in about a day and bought yeah, it everybody. That 
that guy is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he did. How salty would you be if like you you get you show a guy how to play a game that he's never touched before, and then he wins your tournament twenty four hours later? Yep. I, I like see how high is ridiculous. I just wouldn't know what to do with my life. <laughs> you you question a lot about like where time is is valuable, worth investing in. Uh, but yeah, that like that's another dude who could who could make a lot of upsets and go pretty far. Uh, but I think that my and this is like I feel crazy for saying this, but I think my dark pick is Punk going far in this tournament. I think that Punk will either go far or the winner of Problem X and Mena RD will go far. Oh man, I potentially grand I, finals talk, which is like a hard call out early on. I know. We uh, just did our random picks, and we had the uh, rule that you couldn't pick uh, the same player to win. Okay. So Efren got Kaba, uh, and somehow I got last pick, and I still got Fujimura. That's bananas. So that's out bananas. of risk, that's ridiculous. <laughs> even though, even though Kaba Sien is gonna be whoever. Yeah, right. assuming he gets through Piccolo, which I, I think he will. Um, even though I think that's going to be a massive match, I th- I see Fujimura doing really well. Yeah, I I, I think he can take it. But it's like, kind of been his year. He's kind of wiped the floor with everybody. At, everybody. at least everybody in this bracket, he has beaten handily. But but just you know. The thing about this tournament is you think Fujimura is going to win. That means he outlasts Daigo and Punk. That means he outlasts Problem X. That means he outlasts Justin, Punk, it, all before you get to winner's finals. Yeah, this is all lead. This isn't even, this is before top eight. What are you like? What are we talking about? Lower, <laughs> yeah, that lower half of the bracket is just yeah. so, so stacked. And watch did see, the, like, uh, dude, watch like Bonchan. This is the dark horse pick. Bonchan with Sagat all the way. Oh God, everybody would. I I, I don't think that's gonna happen. But oh, fuck my no, goodness. fuck <laughs> hell no, that's not gonna happen. <laughs> as soon as I I can just see as soon as he goes, he hovers over Sagat. Just everyone runs the sage. Like no, no, don't do it. <laughs> Like it's a hostage situation. Yeah, you see, uh, like you, you've got a family like, no. to think about. You've got a fam- You've got a family to think about. Don't make this mistake. You'll regret it for the rest of your life. Uh, that would be so. I, mm, I'd pay to see the tiger on stage, but that's just me. Uh, and I do love Sagat in this game. I love Bonchan and everybody should love Bonchan. He has done a fucking ton of good works in Japan. His like fight bus tour that he's done was. I'm so fucking jealous of that shit. But anyway, so that's any other dark dark horse picks or something out of this bracket you want to point out before we we move on. I think you've got one of the big stories is just the global growth of this game over the last few years. I mean, you think of countries that you wouldn't necessarily expect to see as powerhouses of Street Fighter. Yeah. And you've got two players from the Dominican Republic. Should should have been three. Yeah. You've got 
two players from UAE and just how big of a run that Middle Eastern esports has had in the fighting game. I've been saying they've been dope for so long. Oh man. And and like this year's good for for fucking ever. Big Bird's been on that grind. And Angry Birds made that come up. Uh, Even in Tekken, you know, they Fursan signed the uh, the Evo champion and the Tekken World Tour champion under the belt. It's oh my goodness. Those scenes out there have just exploded so much. And I I think like I would not be shocked if if one of those guys makes a run yeah through losers bracket i don't think they'll get past Akito, but it it like who they knows? could do some damage yeah like who knows it, that would be incredible and i think that, that speaks to like you said the growth of the community as a whole i mean we can look at the day to day and see a bunch of negativity and just there have been days where i look at the internet and i just go nope done i'm done today you, you fuckers can just lock it up. We're done. Uh, today might have been one of those days, in fact. Uh, but then you turn around and you look at the growth of so many small pockets of communities and you see a lot of people out there pushing locals and you go, you know what? There's so much actual good going on that is worth focusing on and there's value there. So maybe if you see like a, a big bird or an angry bird run or uh, I don't. I don't even know. You see, Mena come back and take it again. You have stories like that from that region, where it's like, you see Kaba go far or something like that, and say, "Look at those communities. Look how much work they've put in." There's something to say it's, about that. Yeah, and you know, hopefully, it's something that we continue to see in 2019 and beyond. Yeah, because that would be, you know, I I want to see. I want this to be an even more international tournament and that, you know, that I would like Capcom cup to grow to a point where they believe they can have some success outside of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I'm, you know, just thinking about how often we've seen players run into visa issues here, you know, yeah, there was a actually if you listen to the and this is for the listeners, there's an episode with um with Mono PR about the traveling issue in that region. He did a really good job of breaking that down uh, and explaining what the the problems are for those players, which is at least that opened up my eyes, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I was I like I would love I I love this country more than anything. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But I would, you know, I and I don't want to see Capcom Cup leave the U.S. altogether, Ooh. like permanently. I would love to see like a rotating thing, traveling like, tour. Like, yeah, because like, like Tekken has done that, and that's something that I've really liked. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I hope that maybe these other games like arxis they're gonna have their finals here maybe 2019's final or the 2020 finals if they have it maybe that will be back in japan you know i would love to see these world events these world finals truly feel like world finals instead of just big tournament in the united states number 313 yeah maybe they do it like a uh what is that 
European learner, like not European. Well, I guess most Eurovision. Eurovision. Maybe they do like a Eurovision. Whoever wins Capcom Cup, that's where we hold it next year. Oh God! Can we do phone voting too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do uh, that. Yes. <laughs> and then we end because up somehow bankrupting Ireland again. So I, that uh, won't end up. <laughs> poorly at all i can't yeah i can't see how that would end up poorly no because you know when you combine twitch chat and national it's going to be smooth sailing all across the yeah as far as i'm concerned hell yeah (laughs) but honestly if you look at it hey man if that was the case we would be in we would be in the dominican republic this year that would be we wouldn't have had the visa problems Uh, maybe we would have a whole other set of problems. We, I'm we, sure. we, we, there is no perfect solution out there. I, I just no. want to see some different problems come up. Yeah, I'm with you time. on that. Let's get, let's get weird with it. Uh, but okay, I think that that covers uh, all the topics on the slate for today. But before I let you go, I have to ask you the same question I've asked all new guests uh, when it is their first time on the show. And it's a two-part question. Fire uh, away. That comes in the form of what is your favorite normal attack in any fighting game? Uh, favorite as in the one I like the most or favorite as in the one I use? I think however you answer this question speaks to your character personally. Uh, and I think that however you choose to answer, however you feel in your heart is the right answer. I think my the one I relied on most was Ken's crouching medium kick in Street Fighter. But the one I liked the most uh, was uh, Skullgirls. Yeah, the crouching roundhouse of Philia. Because that's where, where she launches her opponent by flicking her hair back. And I was just so jealous of that illustrious main <laughs> like i i just figured like why can't that be me that could have been me let me tell you about him long hearing and all cracked up to be sometimes you gotta wash it That's you know what sucks part. is is like i went through male pattern because i have alopecia which is why i'm bald <laughs> so and i can get away with that now but like i went through male pattern baldness in reverse when I was like five or six. <laughs> oh, so you, you see me like I had like a big Jackson five Afro when I was like four. And then two years later, I've got like half of that Afro thinned out in, in like looking like uh, half black George Costanza. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very yeah. good image. It was not uh, the most uh, <laughs> conventional of looks. No, it, no that, not a lot of people wearing the half black Costanza. But. No, no. Maybe more people should. I, I think I was ahead of my time. Uh, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, okay, okay. Uh, but that does speak to your character a little bit, I think. Uh, that's that's a good talking point. And you can have two. Uh, that's the other rule is that there are no rules, so you're allowed to answer however you like. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take full advantage of that here. Uh, the part two of this question, similar to part one, 
what is your favorite combo in any fighting game? Oh God. Okay. They're both going to be Ken. Okay. The uh, one that made me feel the best was crouching short, crouching jab, stand jab, heavy DP, cancel into super, and then juggle with ultra one. Yeah, that's a good one. That, that, it, 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 it's one that like, okay, I've got hit confirms, even though I, it starts with three jabs because mm-hmm. my reactions are not all that great. <laughs> but yeah, I've got hit confirms. Uh, but the one I've probably relied on most throughout my life, jumping roundhouse, crouching roundhouse. No, no. <laughs> No, Ace you King can't King. mess with the classic. The classic. <laughs> it's a classic. It always uh, works. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. I'm dying uh, over here. You're not wrong. A, the thing is, you're not. Well, when you say always works, sometimes in like in Street Fighter Two that doesn't work because too much pushback on the jump. Anyway, that's a whole other story. <laughs> that, that don't count. That don't that, count. That don't count. Street Fighter. <laughs> the, the fighting games were invented in two thousand. It always works. <laughs> you can quote that. Put it on the back of the box. <laughs> fighting see, games see, were invented in two thousand. <laughs> Have that like a yearbook photo of me yeah. with my half black George Costanza yeah. look. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Fighting games were invented in 2009. Weird quote to attribute to a six year old in 1990, but <laughs> you know, it is what it is. It was, yeah, it, you were, you were saying sooth. You were a soothsayer back then. Uh, uh, speaking the future. I, I was psychic or psycho. <laughs> one of the two. Uh, always get them confused man you started off with like Ken super combos and I was like man Ken does have some really cool super combos he's got some like cool links into super that were fun because uh, it comes out really fast and then you know links after it are really cool it does a lot of damage but then yeah. jump roundhouse crouch roundhouse what a st- what a what a period at the end of that sentence That's, you know what I'm not gonna front <laughs> I'm not gonna front if I hit you with that I have won yeah. Simple as that. That's the that's the cream and sugar right there. One of each. Let it rock. That's you know what I I could do more. I could totally do more. I swear. I just don't have to. Ah, uh, uh, you're killing me. Well, before we go though, uh, that is the end of the show, folks. Uh, but I need to, I need to ask you. It's been a pleasure having you on. By the way, thank you it for has. for spending the time doing the best of five show and then immediately coming over here uh, and and recording this. So uh, you, I, thank you to your voice for holding up. Um, oh, it it has been an absolute pleasure to oh. be here. I had a ton of fun. Anytime, and anytime, sir. Hopefully, if if I come back, it will be on a day where you don't run into any cars that are a hundred percent on fire. It was 100% on fire. No Maybe percent like of that car was not se- on fire. <laughs> not it was, even as, like, it was like a cartoon. Almost. It was like, <laughs> it was a set of a movie, like fake fire. It was, it, all of it was on fire. We're, we're, we're talking like Simpsons level. <laughs> yeah. Not then, even like a realistic, like, 
like a Michael Bay movie car on fire, it would be excessive, <laughs> but still kind of realistic. Yeah. But yeah, because a Michael Bay car fire, just that's just that lasts forever. Uh, that's it the car does. fire that lasts forever. Uh, and so many angles. So many angles. So many cuts. It's it's all cuts. Some of them are moving. Uh, some of them are, are wide shots. But you never know which angle you're going to look at it from. Uh, no, that's a good pull. That's a good pull. Uh, where where can people find you on the internet? Uh, they can find me at Ace King Offsuit, uh, the poker term, on Twitter and on Reddit if you want to look at me there for some reason. Um, and then I do best of five along with a few very talented people Efren Salinas, John Guerrero and Mike Schiller. Uh, we talk about fighting games. We try to do a good job of that. We don't always succeed. Uh, but yeah, we're on Twitch, Twitter, SoundCloud, uh, and iTunes all under best of V show V being the Roman numeral number for five. Mm-hmm. You can probably so. find that anywhere you get your podcast. Just enter that in. You'll find it. I'm sure. And, and, and we've got a discord too, as of a few hours. So oh, no I shit. don't have, yeah, I, I don't have the link, but it's, you know, it exists. So Pardon. follow us and get your way into. Yeah. I'm sure that, that discord link will be shared somewhere. I'm sure on it, one of those social media platforms that you, that you yeah. have just previously mentioned. Yes. Probably. Uh, and if it, if it's not, then I am going to get fired. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully not. Uh, and again, folks, you can join this show every Thursday night. Don't forget to check out the Monday night tournaments and also Friday night tournaments if you're on the West Coast. Uh, we ran a really cool 3v3 this week that had some really exciting matches. Definitely worth a watch. Uh, won't do that again for, for a while. We'll be back to our regular schedule next week. We prob probably won't have the Friday one, depending on how Capcom cup viewership is. And there's a lot of people out there for last chance qualifier. Like I know Chris CCH who frequents that tournament is going to be out there. Um, Naser is sponsoring him for, for that trip. Um, but anyway, folks, that's a show. Uh, and we'll catch you again next week. Again, you can find me at Super Joe Monday or at Reddit SF on Twitter or just hit me up on, on Reddit at Joe underscore Monday. But until next time, folks, take care. Follow the hardest working man in the fighting game scene right here. Ace King Offsuit is who you want to follow for that. No, 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 yep. no, no. The, yep. Joe, Joe, <laughs> Joe, 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 Joe. I meant it, yeah, I've cut you off minutes ago. No one even heard that. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Take care, folks. Good night. <laughs>